Welcome to episode seven of Startup Bizcast. This episode's topic is tips about online news release distribution. It's July two thousand seven. I'm Steve Mullen. Startup Bizcast features small business advice and education from small business owners and other experts. The podcast's home is www.startupbizcast.com. I've talked quite a bit about online news release distribution on this podcast before. Regular listeners might recall back in episode 5, I ranked the top sites that help you distribute your releases. Now, the reason I talk so much about it is I think it's an outstanding and cost-effective way to not only get the word out to potential customers, but also help your search engine rankings at the same time. I hadn't planned to talk about it again so soon, but I had a great opportunity for an interview, and I couldn't pass it up. Before I welcome that guest, here's a look at how online news release distribution works. When you post your release at an online news service like PR Web or PR Newswire or PR Log, the release is sent out to other sites via RSS feeds. Those sites may choose to pull your release from the feed and republish it. This not only makes your news visible to more people, but if your release is properly optimized, it creates a link back to your website. The number of those backlinks, as they're called, is one of the top factors search engines use in ranking your site. The more quality links to your site, generally the better you'll rank. So now you have the basics. Let's welcome my guest for this week. Jian Wei is a product manager for PR Web, which is probably my favorite online news release distribution firm. I'm absolutely thrilled he agreed to be interviewed, and I started out by asking him why he thinks small businesses should utilize online news releases. It's funny, I think in kind of a in a traditional sense, I think a lot of small businesses look at press releases and news distribution as something um, in the domain of medium and larger size organizations. Um, and that's, that's traditionally been the case when um, we think about press releases as a, a means of communication between the organization and uh, the mainstream media. But as we kind of are shifting just the general flows of communication, um, all of a sudden, I'm, what we have really done is, is come and said, you know, it's no longer all about communicating to the media uh, from a PR perspective, but it's also about communicating directly to your consumers uh, in addition to that. And uh, what's really kind of helped it further this along has been um, the increasing popularity of online news portals like Google News and Yahoo News. Uh, and, you know, we have millions of people now going to these online news destinations and getting their news directly from the source. Uh, so it's no longer filtered through the media. And so what really happens in, in this model is that it now becomes possible for smaller businesses to communicate with niche audiences uh, through a lot of these online news aggregators. And so PR Web, uh, one of the goals we have is to help small businesses do this. Another big component of what PR Web does for small businesses is that it really helps them increase their visibility, uh, raise their profile in search engines for a lot of targeted keywords. Now let's talk a little bit about do's and don'ts for online news releases. What are some elements that should be included in every online news release by a small business owner or really anybody? As I was kind of alluding to earlier, one of the big um, benefits of PR Web for small business owners is it helps them increase their profile in search engines. And so uh, one of the innovations that PR Web has brought to the online news distribution industry has been uh, the ability to embed hyperlinks and anchor links within the actual body of the news release itself. And so what this does for small business owners is it allows them uh, to a great extent to really kind of push their visibility for targeted key terms and keywords. 
And so a small business owner who's putting together a news release has to really be aware of what are the keywords, what are the pathways that people are coming to their product or trying to learn about their issue through um, in search engines. And then to optimize their news release and to optimize put anchor links within their news release so that they can really use their news release as a tool to raise their profile for these targeted key terms and ensure that when people are coming to these search engines, it's their websites that they're going to be finding and not those of their competitors. So they should try to figure out how they want to be found, basically, and make sure those phrases are in there. Yeah, and that's a really major component of what we kind of recommend to a lot of our PR web customers. The other thing that we really are doing is uh, there's this broad movement to get more multimedia integrated. And it's not really all about communicating through text anymore. It's about communicating more and more through video and through audio and through imagery. And there's a lot of studies showing that you know, there's higher retention rates associated with um, online video. And there's more of an opportunity to engage audiences. And so um, you know, some of the things we do is we enable our PR web customers to embed an image within the body of their news release. And one of the things that's going to happen is all of a sudden, if you embed an image within the body of your news release, when someone is doing a search for, let's say, you're a small business owner who's, you know, and your product infrared saunas or something like that, and you embed a picture of an infrared sauna in your news release, well, when someone types in infrared sauna in Google News or something pertaining, you know, something containing language from your news release, and they're going to get all those results, they're actually going to see in some of these new search engines a thumbnail for that image that's embedded. And a lot of the studies have shown that people are far more likely to, be, to have their kind of eye caught if they see that image, if they see that thumbnail um, from your news release. And so that's another thing that we really prescribe to our clients. I saw a study from your sister organization, BusinessWire, that said many, many people don't link back to their organization's website in their online news release. Were you as shocked as I was when you heard that? I was. I was. And I think that I think that's really a testament to the idea that, I mean, we've been talking about online distribution for, for quite some years, and we've been talking about direct-to-consumer and the importance of you know, an SEO news release. But I think that um, a lot of these practices have yet to be adopted on a broad scale by a lot of organizations. They're still, you know, I mean, the technology's been there for a long time, but kind of the best practices haven't really caught on full scale yet. And I think it kind of speaks to that, that trend that we've seen. Actually, I think I, I blogged about that, and I think uh, what I said was somebody was writing a, a news release for 1997, not 2007. Yeah, and I, I mean, we still, we still really see that. I think we're, we're still seeing that people are thinking primarily about communicating just to journalists, and, and they don't realize that their news is really becoming a component of this World Wide Web, and that their news is indexed, and it's becoming searchable, and it's you know, going to appear in the top 10 results in Google and all these things, and that it's going to hit a lot of consumers. So I think the mentality of what online news distribution is hasn't yet caught up with the technology that's there. Now, we've talked about some do's. Is there anything you see users doing that will actually reduce the number of other sites picking up and running your release? Yeah, absolutely. I know Google is really notorious for uh, weeding out, you know, different kind of SEO techniques. And I know that you, you do a lot of work with SEO, so I'm sure, I'm sure everyone who does a lot of work in search engine optimization is, is very cognizant of, what, of the fact that Google is always kind of lurking around the corner and they're changing their algorithm and they're, they're really making sure that no one's really gaming the system excessively. So one of the things they look for um, that we prescribe a lot of our, our customers is, you know, you don't want to have too many hyperlinks. Actually, too many hyperlinks can really put up flags from the perspective of a lot of search engines. 
And so when our editors kind of go through news releases, one of the things they do is they know exactly how many links, um, or you know, to, to the greatest possible, they know how many links uh, is optimal. Because if you have too few, you're not getting enough bang for your buck. If you have too many, all of a sudden you're going to set all these alarms off with the search engines, um, which is something you don't want to do. Um, there's a lot of other practices. It's interesting. There's this, there's a kind of a new trend towards restructuring the form of the of the news release, and this is the social media release that I'm talking about. And um, a lot of people who are really prominent within this space, uh, Todd Deffren, for instance, from Shift Communications, um, put this template up for what a social media release should be. And there's been a big movement, and it's been kind of forwarded by Shannon Whitley and Chris Shearer and a lot of these kind of social media guys who are out there. Um, and one of the components of the social media release is uh, bulleted lists. And I'm, I'm, I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent. I'm going to bring it back here. But one of the, the challenges that we found is that search engines actually are very wary of bullet lists. Um, and so they can actually penalize news releases. So people kind of have tried to use, um, people are using PR Web as an engine for these social media releases, which um, is a new format. But one of the things that we've been really kind of working hard to navigate is how can you actually put a social media release out there? How can you put a bullet list out there without kind of raising the flags from the search engine crawlers? Actually, the social media release is something that I wanted to talk about anyway, uh, so it's a good thing you brought it up. Uh, and for anybody listening, you can go to the Startup BizCast blog. I, I have a link to it in the blog post for this episode. It's uh, it's a little bit different just for anybody who hasn't seen it. Uh, it's really not a narrated story top to bottom like your traditional press release. It, it's more of a, a grouping of different elements, uh, bulleted facts, bulleted uh, uh, quotes, uh, multimedia, RSS feeds. Basically, it's, it's just supposed to be a quick way for a reporter to get all the information they need. So you guys are working on a way to try to f- integrate that. I know there are some elements of it that you've already got integrated. Uh, I think you really kind of... You, you really framed it well as, as far as what it is. Um, and I think it's this idea, if we're going from news releases as kind of a vehicle to pitch journalists and to sell journalists on different stories, to one where we really want to present and represent information in kind of a concise and straightforward manner and let them make decisions for themselves. And we also want to not only present them with uh, textual information, we want to present them with multimedia information. And we also It's also kind of this uh, realization that um, consumption isn't only about reading and digesting. It's actually about reading, digesting, and then doing something with that information. So it's also about providing shortcuts uh, to people who are consuming this news and information and allowing them to do something with it. Um, that's kind of befitting of the, the social media nature of the web and, and what we're moving towards. And so, you know, when I talk about like the multimedia that's embedded, people can attach uh, images to the release that bloggers can then use um, when they're compiling a story, for instance, or journalists can use when compiling a story. We're also enabling all these news releases with social media tags. And so um, there's a lot of really prominent social media sites. I know a lot of people are familiar with Dig and Delicious. Um, and I mean, that's a, probably a whole conversation in and of itself. But what we've really done is we've facilitated um, kind of a pathway for these people who are using these social media sites to kind of add information to their social media communities um, through, you know, quick links. So you can easily add the Pure Web News releases to Dig, and you can easily add them to Delicious. And I guess the, the goal of all these things is to uh, make it as easy as possible for other people to pick up your content, port it over to their site, whatever their site may be, 
and hopefully give you that link back, and, and the link back is what everybody wants to begin with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, uh, moving off of the, the kind of tech stuff, uh, one thing I'm always asked is whether using online news release distribution will actually lead to traditional media coverage. Now, I know there's no guarantee on these things, but how should it fit into a media relations strategy? It should be considered a tool. I don't think that, I don't think for POWeb, for instance, is a, a kind of a solitary resource or an isolated resource if, if really what you want to do is communicate with the media. I mean, some of the things that we will do through PR Web is um, through the Associated Press, we're going to communicate to top uh, newspapers in the United States and USA Today, and we're working on, on some other direct-to-media functionality. Um, but if the media coverage is, is really what you want, I actually have a friend who's a small business owner, just to provide, and maybe I can talk about this anecdotally. And, um, and he was, I remember he was telling me, I want to put out a release. Uh, I want to make sure it's perfect because I want to get covered. I want to get media pickup. And he kept going back and forth on the content of the release itself. And, and what I told him was, it's really, I mean, you can put out a perfect release on there, and it's, you, know, you can get it in front of the journalists, but you really need to, to realize that it's, it's a tool. And you need to support that tool with all the types of media relations endeavors that you'd ordinarily participate in. So it doesn't really replace, it doesn't really, in, in a lot of ways, it doesn't replace the role of, of a PR professional or the role of a media relations professional, it, it, it kind of facilitates and it bolsters, you know? Um, but at the same time, you still have to go out and pitch journalists. You still have to have, you still have to be aware of which journalists are out there um, likely to cover your story, and you have to develop those relationships. I mean, so that, that really never goes away. Yeah, it sounds like a good place to stop. Jian Wei from PR Web Online News Release Distribution. Thanks for stopping by. Hey, it's my pleasure. News releases distributed via PR Web start at about $80. Other sites offer less functionality, but will post your release for free. For more information on those other sites, check out Episode 5 of Startup BizCast. For more information on PR Web, visit the company's website at www.prweb.com. If you have small business advice or tips to share, please drop me a line. I love to receive feedback and may use your tips on a future show. The best way to contact me is via the Startup BizCast voicemail hotline at 206-984-0860. That's 206-984-0860. You can also email info at startupbizcast.com. That's a wrap for Episode 7 of Startup BizCast. Thanks for listening. I'm Steve Mullen. This podcast is proudly listed at podcastpickle.com.